0: introduce you to today's guest. I want to invite you to join me for a live webinar on February the 9th at 9am Melbourne, Sydney time, which is UTC plus 11. I've spent the last six years working with small business owners to help them build their brand and turn that into more sales on Instagram instead of wasting their time sharing content that ultimately doesn't really do anything for their business. So if right now you're wondering whether your customers are actually on Instagram, let me share this little fun fact. Over 1 billion people use Instagram every month. And the average amount of time that a user spends on Instagram each day is, I wonder if you can guess, it's 30 minutes. That's the average amount of time. And that's an almost 15% increase from 2019. 81% of people use Instagram to help research products and services. So they are on there trying to find your business. And 50% of people have visited a website to make a purchase after seeing a product or service on Instagram stories. So you might be thinking, Emily, I want a slice of that pie. If you know that you're not maximizing your time and efforts on Instagram, then join me for this fun and informative live webinar where I'll step you through how to build your brand, your engagement and your sales using Instagram. And don't worry, it doesn't involve spending more time creating more content, needing thousands of followers to actually get results or being super salesy. And I'm also going to be doing some live Instagram audits during this class. So make sure that once you've registered, you show up for the chance to get my direct feedback on the key changes to make to your Instagram. So will I see your name pop up in the chat during this live class? Just click the link under this podcast episode to register or go to emilyosman.com forward slash free. And I cannot wait to see you there. Okay, today's guest on the show is, drum roll please, Kimmy Hogan. If you haven't heard her name before, then you've probably seen Kimmy's artwork, which graces magazine pages, is available in many of Australia's leading boutique homewares stores, and of course, on Instagram. Kimmy Hogan is a professional graphic designer turned digital fine artist based in Geelong, Victoria, Australia. She's always had an unrelenting love of art and interior design, so she took the leap from the commercial industry and hasn't looked back since. In this conversation, Kimmy shares what it really looks like building a thriving business as an artist, including developing her unique style, building her brand, managing a growing business, her biggest lessons, and a whole lot more. As you're listening, take a screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories, tagging Kimmy at Kimmy Hogan, and be sure to follow her, by the way, and myself at Emily Osmond so that we know that you listened. Without further ado, let's ring on Kimmy Hogan. Kimmy, thanks so much for saying yes to coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. My first podcast. Well I'm excited to chat. So I guess for those that haven't come across you and your incredible art before, how do you typically introduce yourself? What What is it that you do? I'm a
1: digital artist and a lot of people when they hear the word digital think that it's going to be very geometric or computer generated whereas um, I'm a botanical artist and I hand draw my digital artwork so it's it looks very hand-drawn well it it is hand-drawn but it's with hand motion with the mouse instead of a paintbrush or pencil so um, and with these artworks I create limited edition prints that can come in different sizes and you know canvas or paper and things like that so I have an online store that I sell direct to customers but I also have wholesalers who know, I have beautiful shops around the country that stock my work. So, yeah, a bit of a fun mix of things, really.
0: And you're based in the beautiful area of Geelong as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yep. So we moved here from Townsville. Oh, really? I'm from North Queensland. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I moved here while I was pregnant with my first baby and didn't know a single person. So it was um, quite an adventure. Uh, That was seven years ago now. So it's just been the most amazing place to
0: land. What made you decide Geelong?
1: Uh, Well, my husband, he's a chemical engineer and he used to fly in and out to the mines when we lived in Townsville. And like, we wanted to have a baby and we wanted to be somewhere where he was going to be coming home every night instead of flying in and out. So he just said to his company, you know, what else is going? What other jobs do you have? And Yeah, there happened to be a, we worked on a couple of different projects doing different things, but then we landed here in Geelong, a, you know, permanent role where he just goes to work and then he comes home. So it was really nice to have our, you know, to start our family with daddy home, you know, every night.
0: So Sounds like a great switch. (laughs) Yes, yes, definitely. So looking back in time, your background is a graphic designer, is that right?
1: Yes, yes. So I grew up in a very small town where, you know, to be an artist when you grow up, that wasn't, that wasn't a thing. That's like a make-believe, you know, career. No one does that. So for me, I thought, well, I need to pick something where I could actually have a job. And I loved computers and, you know, loved drawing. So graphic design just seemed to be the logical choice. And I, I loved it. But I've always loved interior design. Like I love art. I love, you know, I'm just so in that world. And um, yeah, I worked like as a graphic designer for, you know, 10 years or, or more, would have been more, you know, magazine, newspaper, branding, websites, all that kind of stuff. But I just started getting an interest in art, especially when the whole Etsy movement mm. started, if you know Etsy. Yes. And I was just seeing all these like cute little artworks, you know, that you could buy like you know, like little quotes, you know, that whole trend that started that long ago. Um, and I just thought, oh, that'd be just fun to do on the side. So still working my full-time design job. And um, I was just making these little artworks that I would sell on Etsy. And um, back then, and I think this is probably the biggest learning curve is starting out you know just you're basically dipping your toes in the waters to see what what is this all about can you actually make money off doing something like this like what does it all cost and how do I do it it was all well and good I'd get you know an order here and there and keep me busy but um like most of the artwork I was producing was it's all of that same same like you know people are doing the quote type stuff or it would just be like pretty kind of like little characters or you know try colorful triangles and you know, just all that just cutesy little A4 prints that would go up in a kid's room or a nursery or things like that. And, you know, it was okay, but, you know, it wasn't busy. But then I just thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I, like, drew my Dashound in all his different sleeping positions? Oh, my God. Just sounds... So this That's is where so cute. It all started. Okay. So I just thought, oh, it could be like the ound sleep study. <laughs> so um, I started drawing him in all his different positions and I in, in the end I lined up this artwork of him and all his different... And it just went crazy. Okay. And I just went, oh, my God. I have kind of tapped into something that you know, I guess no one had been doing. So I guess I started to, I guess, cut my teeth really on what that was like to actually kind of be running a little business doing that. And, um, uh, and I think what I learned from that is that when you do something that is just completely original, that is just an idea that you just have, like you will have success from that. When you're looking at what everyone else is doing, thinking, oh, yeah, that's cool, I'm going to do my own version, you will look generic. And that is, yeah, that is honestly just the biggest, the biggest learning curve, that very start of just having a go and um, putting myself out there really and just going, wow, when it is my own idea, it's just completely original. You can be unique and you can kind of get somewhere. So that's kind of how that started. That's so
0: cool, Kimmy. I'm reading a book and I was just on a, on a part of it last night, actually. And it was talking about not creating an improvement product so not actually trying to improve something that already is there but actually creating your own unique way of doing something or your own unique version which is sounds exactly like what you found as well it's like well actually instead of kind of recreating these things that are already there how about you it was almost a fluke by the sounds of it and originally it's like You had this idea, you put it out there and the response kind of showed you, okay, that's what people like.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then, um, you know, I did that for a, a little while and then I kind of thought, okay, well, I probably need to buy a printer and start printing these little things out myself because it was like an hour round trip to go and Pick up a fine art print, you know, that would uh, the margin would be like five dollars yes. on a print. I'm like, okay, how many <laughs> prints would I have to sell to pay the printer off? And yeah. you know, it was like, okay, I have to sell 80 prints, you know, and then I sold hundreds and I just thought, oh my god, it's and I still have the print at the same printer and I have another one as well since then, but it's all just those little calculated steps, like the next steps um, in your business that you. I guess you kind of wait for the demand to be there and then you can grow and adapt to suit. So, yeah, I mean, that was keeping me really busy, but I knew that what I was doing, like, you're not, you know, going to get rich off doing that kind of work. It's lots of little jobs and it's, um yeah, but it was fun, but it, it was never really about the money. But I thought, well, if I really want to you know not go back to my design job after having kids what could I actually sell you know there's more of a statement piece in a home rather than a, a little kid's artwork and I thought what would I love on a wall like what would I put above a fireplace and I'm like right I need flowers I want big grand you know flower arrangements or something kind of um, inspired by maybe like paintings you know like oil painting type things and yeah I just kind of started doing that and um yeah I just gained traction from there like people liked it and people were buying and I thought wow this is cool and this is more me you know more me than drawing dash hounds
0: how long ago was this Kimmy how long ago did you kind of make that switch
1: oh about seven years ago yeah so it was yeah when my eldest was about one that I kind of just radically changed what I was doing and um I just started getting, I guess, noticed on Instagram and then, you know, a shop would get in touch and say, I'd like to stock your work. I'm like, oh my God, I've never done that. What do I sell it for? What is a is wholesale rate, I guess that's 50%. Like, I didn't know. I, I had to just figure it all out and I, but act completely professional, you know, like I knew <laughs> what I was doing, but no, I honestly was just making it up as I went along. I, I was just, you know, trying to work it all out, so I would say probably the biggest break for me or the biggest kind of step or change in the, the business was when I had Julia from Greenhouse Interior. She's
0: such a legend. Uh, she is <laughs> she's
1: she's such a supporter of artists. Like she's so such a big believer in the individual. So when she emailed and said, Oh, you know, i am you know, interested in stocking you on greenhouse, I, you know, have all these different shops that buy off me, da-da-da. And I was like, Yes yes okay and I think my second child was six months old at this time so I'm like you just don't say no you know to something like that so yeah I think just going into that world just it taught me a lot about um, you know investing in photography why that is important how it all works like with styling and who you loan off and then tagging those people and I guess just how that all that whole world worked and and of course, to have your artwork styled by someone like Julia is just, you see it in a whole other, like you've never seen it before. Like she just kind of has that vision for it. So that really was just, it, it changed my world, I guess, starting up with Greenhouse. And she signed me up when I had like four artworks on the books. And wow. when I look back at those artworks, I'm like, I can't believe I got signed <laughs> up with Greenhouse on those first four little artworks. And um, yeah, I, I've just kind of kept growing and evolving since
0: then it sounded as though were you making that almost decision as to okay do I need to go back to my job or can I make this business work so I don't have to go back and you realized it was about finding something that had a higher value to your customers yes yeah how do you approach pricing and was that something that was tough at the start because I know (laughs) often for creatives and just small business owners it it can be a tricky one as to like what on earth do I price
1: oh it's so tough and people do ask me that a lot like how do you work out pricing and I think well a lot of it was research I'd say okay what does this artist sell for their prints at different sizes what does this artist do what does the random person on that you know like more of a bulk type website what do they sell it so you're kind of getting all the highs and the lows to to kind of work out where you might fall. And I think in the beginning I was, you know, very low priced to the point where um, when I started doing bigger artworks, I actually couldn't do it wholesale because yeah. it was actually then cutting into the any margins. So I was like, oh, I, I would be paying them to oh, no. to give them the artwork. So I'm like, okay, I think I need to raise my price. It's probably a, a sign. Yeah, so it literally just naturally evolved like that. But I just wanted to get it to a a sweet spot. Like you don't want to be overpriced. You want it to be achievable and you don't want it to be all for nothing. So there needs to be a margin there so you can also have wholesale options and things like that. So yeah, that's kind of how I've landed, I guess, where I am. And now I've had the same prices probably for like four years now without an increase. So I I just think I'm in a good little sweet spot and I think I'll just leave it because it's going so well. So, How do
0: you, I guess, find that style? How do you go about doing that? Because you mentioned at the start, well, and even looking back on the earlier pieces, you've noticed how far you've come as well. What does that look like?
1: It's just an evolution. I guess all artists would go through that. They're just constantly evolving. To find that unique style, it is really tricky it's really hard but I didn't really find that until I was doing something that I had never seen before when you're really reaching from the depths of your own imagination I was looking at things like paintings of artworks and I thought I don't want to draw a perfect flower I want it to look hand drawn I want it to have all those loose wobbly lines and those blobs of color and um, I guess With my technique of doing it by hand with the mouse, which I don't know if anyone in the world does that. I think people use Wacom tablets and and stuff like that. But it just is honestly my hand drawing that line, and you can see it. And I don't go back and touch up any wobbly lines. And it's usually all those beautiful little happy accidents that happen that really make the artwork. So I think honestly, just keep doing what I'm doing. Keep having that, uh, I guess, the concept coming from me and drawing it with my hand, like uh, you just keep doing that and you just keep
0: evolving over time. Speaking of evolving as well, how has your business changed since those very, very early years? It's been, I think you said like seven years ago now Yeah. to now. What does your business look like now and what did it used to look like too yeah
1: I think if I could see myself now compared to you know like back then I would not believe it um this has just been the most amazing journey but back then I was working out of our guest bedroom we I just had a desk set up in there I had a printer set up on the bedside uh, on the chest of drawers oh, I in love there. it <laughs> and um then I started getting a bit busy I'm like I think I need another desk in here I think I need maybe another two desks in here to try and start laying out the prints and um, I'd bought bulk tubes, which I'd, you know, never had to buy bulk tubes before and they were sitting in the garage and, and then I, I just started getting really busy and, and I kept having babies so I was very, very busy. You've got three boys, yeah?
0: Three young yes, ones. Yes, I have three yeah. boys.
1: So I started getting busy when my second boy was, say, about say six months to a year We also don't have any family in Geelong. So to try and run a business with two little kids or two babies virtually, they're only 18 months apart, my first two, and they're never at daycare because they're always sick. Like when they're, you know, in that first year of daycare, oh, my God, it was just, oh, well, I can't fill the orders for these people today because, you know, one of them's home with a sniffle or, or whatever. It was so stressful. Like I do not know how I survived, and I thought, no, I need help. I need just someone to come in and help fill orders. Someone who can just press print, help me do address labels. You know, I've just got a backup and um, put a shout out on Instagram, and that's how I met my gorgeous longtime employee Rose, who's just become one of my closest friends. Who's just utterly just a beautiful person, and she has just helped me so much and. As I got busier, we had to keep refining our processes. Like, you know, we're not wrapping twine all over the artworks anymore. We can't do that anymore. (laughs) We we can't, you know, there were things we had to start refining. Yeah, we just got really busy. And then next thing I was pregnant with my third little boy and I thought this just isn't going to work. Like Rose can't come to my house and be in the guest bedroom (laughs) and I'm tiptoeing around trying to get the baby to sleep. And so we had this, we've got a massive garage at our house. We've got a double garage that also has a workshop attached. So we um, sheeted it in, put a flooring in, skylights, you know, heating and cooling and all that. And it's, you know, just this awesome little office. Is that where you are now? Yeah, Yeah. that's where I am now. So so um, I'm like, Rose, we have an office now, you know. So um, she could just come and go. She didn't have to go through the house, you know, with all baby crazy (laughs) stuff going on. So it just was so nice to have that separation then and kind of move into like a bigger space. We've now expanded to the garage, so I no longer have a car park. Uh, So I park on the street now. So that's been this whole year. It's just been so busy. So we just have all like, you know, tables set up in the garage so we can unroll prints and wrap up frames and Just all that kind of
0: stuff. So, So, and who's in the business now? Is it just yourself and Rose or what does it look like? No, I've got four girls now. Wow.
1: So um, basically it was about 18 months ago when I started offering framing. Yes. And I thought, okay, this would be cool. Let's just explore this. And it was just such a hit. I think people just love the convenience of
0: buying something
1: framed. And then you know that the art is framed the way it's meant to be framed and and all that stuff. And because I was doing, like, started offering canvas prints that don't need glass, they're very easy to ship around. So it's like, okay, well, we're going to need boxes, I suppose. And what size boxes are we going to need? And um, bubble wrap, where do you get a giant roll of bubble wrap? Because I'm looking at Officeworks going, yeah, I don't think it's going to be big enough, you know. So just, we've literally just worked it out, like, every step of the way. So even, you know, to go to this, um local, uh, my local place who makes my boxes for me, like, I was, like, super intimidated to, like, go to this workplace where I thought, oh, there's just going to be all these men everywhere. Like, like, Rose, come with me <laughs> to the box factory, please, and work it out with me. So, yeah, we just worked it out. And um. Now I've got a storage shed that has all my, all these different sized boxes and, you know, for all the different sized artworks. And, um, you know, we used to sell like one or two frames a week. So we just have the bubble wrap just sitting in the garage and I just reverse the car out <laughs> and we would just, you know, the the bubble wrap standing up. So you would like be, pull a little bit off yes. at a time and, you know, like cut it down. It's like as tall as me, the the roll of bubble wrap. So, and we were literally just wrapping it on the floor and then, we just started getting busier. I'm like, yeah, I don't think this is going to cut it. So. The car's
0: got to leave the garage. <laughs>
1: the car's going and um, it's like, oh, let's just get a couple of tables from Bunnings just for now, just a little flip out, you know, the plastic tables and just for now until until it settles down. And it just <laughs> hasn't. So now it's like, okay, we need to sheet in the garage. We need to get heating and cooling in there. We need to get some proper tables and storage and So that's the next um, chapter next year is a big makeover of that space.
0: What do the other um, team members do? Are they involved in the, is it all the packaging? Is that what they manage? Yeah,
1: yeah. So um, we send orders to print. I got a gorgeous admin girl um, on just this year because I found um, my first two girls who are doing all the actual kind of artwork, like unrolling, checking for imperfections and you know, getting things in the right packaging and all that kind of stuff. I needed someone to kind of take over what I was doing, which was all the, you know, orders coming in, getting that sent off to the printer, um, getting all the shipping labels sorted and all that kind of stuff. And additioning all the artworks as well, because you have a limited edition run on artwork. So when someone buys a print, it's like, okay, that's a this and that size, that's number 14 of 30 this one's number 15 of 30 this one so and keeping records of all of that so the admin girl that I had start she's just totally just turned my whole world around she's just been amazing
0: (laughs) well you're like what else can I outsource what else can I get help with that happened to me when I got when I started getting help it's like this is just so good yeah
1: I mean the whole idea is I mean I'm meant to be drawing and I don't have time because I'm just running this crazy busy little business so to have someone do things that I don't have to do like I have to do the drawing I have to do any kind of customization or you know working on new products or anything like that or you know concept concepts for shoots but you know I don't have to do bulk imports of shipping labels and emailing people to see if this address that they put in was actually correct or not or just all that just stuff and that has been life-changing having you know um Rachel come on board she's just been gorgeous so I've got my two main girls who help fill orders but then I have another girl as well that that comes and helps during that really crazy busy times like when we're doing sale. Stuff so, and she's a uni student, so it kind of worked out perfectly. She just comes, a you know, a few times a year, like when we have a thirty percent off
0: sale. Yeah, which you've just had. Yeah, busy, busy. Yeah,
1: so that was four weeks ago, and we're still oh my going. God.
0: I saw your Instagram story. Yeah, you were like, "Look, it's four weeks later, and we're still going." Sending them We're Still them going because
1: everything's oh. made to order. So. Nothing is okay. just in stock. Every single thing. So an order comes through, we send that order to print. You know, we it's got to be a, this artwork at that size. It's this edition number. We do an authenticity certificate for all the artworks, and I also like like to write a hand note, written note to every single person because oh, I that's think so lovely. They're buying my artwork. Like the least I can do is thank them in my that's handwriting. Gorgeous. My so I just think, you know, there are ways that we have improved the dispatch with, you know, speeding up different processes. But then things like that, I just can't compromise. And they get really annoyed with me, like, Kimmy, we're, we're waiting on thank yous, you know, hurry up. And they'll, like, grab my hand and they're, like, trying to, trying to make me write them. And it takes time and you, you can't shortcut.
0: And that's the thing. It's like, you know what your values are, you know, what's important to you. And even though there could be ways to um, automate more in your business, it's like, well, hang on a minute. No, that is like a value to, to thank your customers, to have something tangible handwritten from you. So it's growing the business, but still actually figuring out what are the things that you, you want to, you know, still be involved in and things that you actually don't want to automate as well.
1: Yeah, like there are things that we maintain and then there are things that we can improve like systems and processes. But, yeah, the art, it just it, it takes time and every single artwork. I mean, our printer probably could offer a dispatch service for us and, like, there are lots of printers who do that who will check all the artworks for you and send them off for you. But it's like, no, 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 I want to check it. I want my girls to check it. I don't want anyone else checking it. It has to be approved by us. And we unroll every single one. We look at everything meticulously. We, you know, addition and um, roll it back up and put some nice stickers and brown paper on it and, and ship it in a nice handwritten note and authenticity certificate and we send it off. So we can't shortcut that. So,
0: yeah. I'd love to hear, Kimmy, what have you found the most challenging things about growing this business like it's just amazing what you've created what have been challenges along the way that you've had to navigate through
1: i would say it's probably time because i have three little kids <laughs> i know i can't
0: believe it it's amazing
1: <laughs> three little boys so yeah literally when rose started i was like i'm pregnant oh. <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah i have three little boys um i had three and four years
0: wow
1: so I was very, very close, um, but it's so much easier now. There, My eldest is six and a half. My youngest is two and a half. But, yeah, the biggest thing has just been time, actually having the time to come and do what I need to do, but solving the problems of, I guess, how to grow it, but like we discussed, maintaining the things that I want to maintain that are really important. But how can we speed up all this admin stuff and make it just a more streamlined process, So that would be, yeah, definitely the biggest thing. I've just been working it out as we go along, Um, the whole shipping integration things and, um, you know, packaging and all that kind of stuff. I guess it's all just the logistics of it it all. That would probably be the most challenging thing.
0: Have you ever struggled with mindset kind of things around comparing yourself to others or anything like that?
1: No, I, I never compare myself to others. You just can't like and I'm truly happy when I see someone doing so well it's like oh you're so good you know so it's inspiring it's uplifting when I see someone doing really well I don't feel like I've ever thought oh they seem really successful I mustn't be doing well I've never never felt like that no not at all um, I think you just stick in your own lane and um, just keep doing what you're doing because that's all that really matters is that you're happy with the work you're producing and yeah, just keeping it simple. I
0: remember the other thing I was going to say, like imposter syndrome or anything. Have you ever been like, oh gosh,
1: you know? Probably, yeah, like I guess when I started with Greenhouse, <laughs> I thought, I, I do oh, not wow. belong here. And I just saw all the, you know, these amazing artists on the books, which I guess, yeah, very different to when I started to who's there now. But yeah, some of the artists that were there was just like, I'm going to be in the same room as these people. And we're, I think that we're having a warehouse sale. It was like my throne in the deep end. Um, come to this warehouse sale and bring, bring some prints and, you know, um, and to be in the same room as these people, I was so nervous. I thought I don't belong in this world. I don't know anything, but that's just, of course, I'm not going to know anything because I've just started. And I, I think that's probably another lesson is, you're not going to be all over it at the start. You actually have to do the hard yards and you have to just work it all out. You know, to work out, you know, how photographers and stylists work and all that, that whole industry, it just takes time. You really just can't compare yourself to someone who just has it all together and has been running their business for 10 years. You will get there in 10 years. It takes that long. So just keep going and just keep working it out that's just what I did. And
0: exactly. And now it's like, Oh my gosh, Kimmy Hogan. (laughs) It's so cool. On that though, um, you've built such an amazing community around your business and really established your brand. What do you think has worked really well for you in terms of the marketing of your business? What would you say has worked well for you?
1: I'd say just, it's probably just be so cliche, but just being yourself. Instagram, I've never tried to have a really energetic tone like with captions that are asking questions and you know like I, I just thought just be myself just keep it simple Instagram for me is really just showing people like letting people into my world showing people how we feel orders this is what they look like in the flesh this is where I work you know these are my girls who help me um that's what it's for and i think people love just seeing that that honesty and just that, um, yeah, just the real behind the scenes. Whereas, yeah, I, I don't really buy into. Um, I think just kind of over branding yourself, like, or kind of creating a brand
0: for yourself that's not actually you. No, that makes sense. It makes sense, and it's it's kind of sometimes I think we can think it's got to be something like this big secret or um, this complicated strategy. <laughs> So I love that you're like, you know what, I've just like stuck true to myself and shared content that, sh- and I love it's a bit of the behind the scenes content so we can actually see what it looks like when you've got all those orders going in the van and all that type of thing.
1: Yeah. And, um, I think the thing is I, I don't like have it all together. Like I, I don't really know what I'm doing with Instagram. I don't know when you're meant to post and, or if that even matters anymore. I don't know. And I just post when I get time which is usually on the couch at night. After the kids are in bed, it might be like 8 o'clock and I'm like, oh, I guess I should post something and then 9.30 rolls around and I finally picked an image and finally come up with a caption, you know. So I'm just, yeah, it's not polished at all. It's just me and it's just when I get time to do it. I don't, like I've never really paid for advertising. Not that I'm against it at all. It's probably something I should look into, but I just haven't had time. I've just been so busy that I think, well, yeah, I just haven't needed to, but that's just kind of what I've been doing.
0: Very relatable, very relatable. (laughs) Sitting on the couch at night, like, right, what am I going to (laughs) post?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, And you do read the, you know, blogs about, you know, when to post and how to post. And it's like, if you're reading this at ten thirty at night and you're sitting in bed wondering what to post, I'm like, oh <laughs> my god, I am.
0: That is me. <laughs> that is me, busted. <laughs> so, <laughs> what does your dream business look like? Like, what is kind of? Do you have a an end goal
1: or an end vision? What does that look like? My dream is what I'm doing right Hilly, now. You that is so this awesome? This is like to have the most like gorgeous team. Like I adore them. They are. They just help me so much. They care about what they're doing. They care about my artwork. And yeah, someone just asked me this the other day and I said, what is your dream? I'm like, if I could just do this for the rest of my life, like exactly what I'm doing, this is I'm like almost emotional. That's just
0: like, how amazing is
1: that? I honestly feel like I've won the lottery of life, like this business and where it's gone. I'm like, I'm just doing what I really love. And I, I can't believe that the success has come the way it has. Is it luck? Is it, um, I mean, I know it's a lot of hard work, but I think I'm just lucky that what I wanted to draw and what I loved, other people happen to like as well. So maybe that's, yeah, a luck thing. But um, if I can just keep doing this and I guess keep evolving with my art, I don't want to just keep doing the same thing forever and if you look at artworks back in you know if you scroll down on my website you can see that you know styles change in that over time so I'll just keep experimenting keep changing it up and I'd love to you know maybe do some painting as well you know when I get time some actual painting you know I I want to do clothing I want to do you know just all those other beautiful things that would come along with it but that would all just be for fun. It would be for fun more than anything. Oh,
0: congratulations. It's just so so awesome. You must be so proud. What would be something you wish you you'd known those 7 years ago that might help other people that are listening?
1: Probably similar to what I touched on before that not everyone has it together and someone can seem really successful and whatever on Instagram, you think, oh, they're doing everything right. What's their secret? There is no secret. Like people are just doing their best. Everyone is just doing their best. And most people are actually really friendly and approachable. So you can reach out to people if you want to, you know, ask them about particular things that you might want to know about, but people are generally pretty warm and inviting and Don't feel like you have to have it all together at the start because, like I said, to have that, you know, established 10-year business, it's going to take you 10 years to get there. (laughs) There's no shortcut secret. There's Mm. no shortcut. You just work it out. And I have just been a believer in just working out what I need to as the demand comes and not just throwing all this money, like sinking into, you know, some kind of venture that I haven't test it out like so even the framing for example um I got all the pricing I worked out all the pricing. it took me months to work out how <laughs> yes. to ship things all that kind of stuff I did not order any boxes until I actually got my first framing I sale love online. that I'm like someone bought a frame I'm ordering boxes <laughs> you know you just do yeah. one thing at a and time and don't
0: overthink it that's what it sounds like it's like you know no. and validate before you You go to all the effort of actually creating it. It's like, well, let's see if anyone actually wants to buy a frame. Oh my gosh, they did. Okay, let's now kind of figure out how to to do that. (laughs) So we do
1: exactly. So wrapping two a week on the floor of the garage, it was okay. But um, then when we had, I think, uh, it was it's really COVID that has my business has gone crazy this year. And then I said to my husband, I think we need to hang the bubble wrap up from the ceiling (laughs) have these big tables here and just roll the bubble wrap out so we can um you know wrap wrap up these frames so when the girls finally came back in and saw this they were like oh my god this is amazing really going to the next level with that
0: bubble wrap now
1: (laughs) and so it's just so funny because I think remember when we used to do this on the floor of the garage like yeah so it's just funny you just grow and evolve and you just keep changing things as you need to you know as the demand comes I guess so it was never really any huge risks in what we were doing we just kind of were I guess influenced by the demand and we just grew to meet that
0: Kimmy thank you so much I have loved chatting with you and like asking all the questions I want to know about your business so thank you for sharing so generously where can everyone go to find and follow you? What's the best places?
1: Instagram, I would be the most up to date on or the most, uh, I use that uh, more frequently than anything else. Um, So that's just at Kimmy Hogan and my website, kimmyhogan.com.au. That is where you'll find my whole online store, but also lots of information about the difference between canvas and paper and just all those little things you might want to know about art before you buy anything.
0: Oh Kimmy, so good to chat. Thank you so much. Thank you. Quick reminder, if you haven't already, make sure that you register for the live webinar that's coming up. It's free, it's online, and it's going to be very fun and informative on February the 9th. And I'm going to be stepping you through how to build your brand, your engagement, and your sales on Instagram. And... That doesn't involve spending more time, creating more content, needing thousands of followers to get results. So make sure that you go to emilyosman.com forward slash free or click the link under this podcast. And also after you've registered, Be sure to show up live because I'm going to be doing some live Instagram audits, giving you specific feedback on where to focus and what to change on your Instagram. So make sure you're there to get involved. I can't wait to share this special live webinar with you.